0: Thanks for listening to the Refuel Podcast. Be sure to tune in every Thursday for a new episode. We could almost call this series four baby steps to God. So baby step one, read the book that God wrote. What did we talk about last week? Anybody remember? Uh, We talked about prayer. God lets us talk to him. So baby step two, talk to God. So baby step one, read the book God wrote. Baby step two, talk to God. Tonight we're going to talk about baby step three. Baby step three is be filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, depending on your church background, um, that may have brought you some concern for me to say. You're like, oh, good. Well, Matt, where are the copperheads? Are they under my seat? Like, you know, we're going to be passing around snakes. Like, what does that mean? Okay. You know, we don't pass around copperheads here. I just do that in my own personal time at home. Um, but we've been trying to get close to God. I've got an object lesson. I've, I've heard your complaints. Your complaints have been that if you sit like in the second row or behind, you can't see the object lesson. So I have the podium on the screen so you can see what we're going to do tonight okay? Um, So we've been trying to get close to God, and one of the ways that we get close to God, reading our Bible, praying, we call that a devotional time. We call that spending time with God. And we've been trying to get you to spend more time with God each day. And when we split into our tag groups, we always kind of ask, not in like a a vindictive way or a passive-aggressive like, how many times a week did you spend with God? Oh, only two? Sinner. You know, we're we're not trying to do that, but we just want to know how you're doing so we can help you. And in 2016, we averaged as a youth group and youth leaders two about two and a half, a little over two and a half times a day, or times a week, I should say, that we spent with God. In 2017, we averaged pretty much, as you can see, the exact same amount of time. So it's almost like we kind of hit a sticky point. So we've been going through this series. Um, we've been meeting together as a youth group dur- through this series in January. So you want to know how we're doing as a youth group in, we did in January? So, get, I mean... It's a little progress, right? So give give the person next to you a pat on the back, not not a slam on the back, a pat on the back, okay? You know, now every middle school guy just went and just walloped the guy next to him, didn't he? Okay, so so I, I'm excited, right? I'm excited that you're doing that um, up here, guys. I know I, I shouldn't have had you hit each other. Um, I'm excited that you're connecting with God, but can I tell you something? There have been many times in my life, and probably with you, where you're like, okay, okay, Matt's twisted my arm enough, or Pastor's twisted my arm enough, I'm going to start reading the Bible, I'm going to start praying, and you get up a little bit earlier every morning, and it's terrible getting up early, or you stay, you know, you make that time, and it's almost like, oh, i got to go read my Bible again. If, if you only try to just read your Bible and pray, you stop at baby step number two, can I tell you this, you're setting yourself up for failure. Because the Christian life, this may sound weird, but the Christian life is really an impossible life to live. You can't live the Christian life, and I can't live the Christian life. God did not design us to live a Christian life on our own. He designed us to live in the power of His Holy Spirit, and that's how we live the Christian life. If you do baby step one and baby step two and you don't do baby step three, you're not going to last very long in your devotional time with God. And this number is going to go right back down to 2.71 or 2.72. So what I want to talk tonight is about being filled with the Holy Spirit. And maybe you've like, like I said, your church background filled with the Holy Spirit means you like roll down the aisle or it means you like, 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 like swing from the light bars. Like that's not what that means. So we're, we're going to talk about that tonight. If you have your Bible, open up to Ephesians 5. Um, And what we see in Ephesians 5 is a great truth, and this is the truth tonight. Um, The truth tonight is a phrase, and I want you to memorize this phrase. God lives in me. If you believe in Jesus, look at the person next to you and say, God lives in me. Okay, now, we're going to try it again, but here's what I want you to do. I want you to say it like you believed it. Some of you said it like a teacher talks. God lives in me. You know, don't say it like that, okay? Say, say it like you believe it. So look at verse next and say, God lives in me. God lives oh, okay. That's so much better, okay? I hope you believe that. I hope you believe that, okay? So open your Bibles to Ephesians 5. If you don't have a Bible, I want to tell you two things. If you don't own a Bible, I've got a Bible that I can give to you tonight. Now, if you're just too lazy to bring your Bible to church, I don't have a Bible to give to you. You need to, you know, you need to get off your, your sorry butt five minutes early, find your Bible, bring it to church. But if you don't have a Bible, um, or your Bible is in like the King James Version and it's hard for you to read, come see me, I'd love to give you a Bible. But if you don't have your Bible with you right now, I've got the verses on the screens. And um, we're going to read Ephesians 5, chapter 5, verses 15 through 20. So I'm going to read it, um, and uh, you kind of just quietly follow along with me. Okay, here we go. Uh, Verse 15, be very careful then how you live, not as wise but unwise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. That's a weird word to say, isn't it? Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So I gotta prep you. You know, have you ever gone to the water a water park and been on one of those, like where you go down one of those like slides that pretty much like takes all the skin off your back? Right? And then you land in the lazy river and you just get to float. You know? Some people like the like the 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 flesh-tearing excitement of the big slides. And some people like the lazy river. Well, tonight the lesson is kind of like that. We're gonna start with some flesh-tearing theology, I guess you could say, some, like some really intense, we're gonna, I'm going to mention a Greek word, and I'm going to parse it out for you, and it's tense, and it's voice, and all that stuff, and that's going to be like the slide, and if some of you are like, I'm going to get lost, just hold on, because the lazy river's coming, and everybody going to enjoy the lazy river, and everybody's going to be able to understand, okay, so you ready to start with the slide? Okay, we're going to tear this verse apart, we're going to go down the slide, everybody have like your inner tube on, you got your water wings on, okay, here we go. So let's look at this. We have a couple observations just to make from what we read here. And the first is God's plan for my life is closeness to him. It says here, be very careful how you live, not as unwise, but wise. And that verse is written in the middle of Ephesians where it talks about there's two kinds of people, people that are separated from God. And people that know God. If you look back in verse, uh, chapter 4 verse 18, it's talking about people who don't know God. It says they're darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God. So those are people that don't know God. Those are people that don't know God. But then it comes down and it says in chapter 5 verse 1, follow God's example as dearly loved children and walk in the way of love. So what we learn here is that God has a plan for us to walk in His way and to be close to Him. But in order to stay on that path, you know, Jesus talked about that path, and it's a narrow path. He said narrow is the way, and very few find it. We need to be very careful how we live, um, not as unwise, but as wise. So God's plan is for me to be close to Him. We've established that for the past couple weeks. God's plan is for me and Him to be close To where I know Him, He knows me. Everybody wants to have a connection to God, right? Everybody wants to be closer to God now than we were last year. So, that's God's plan, but then here's the big but. Here's the big but. Yeah, there's always a big but, right? Here's the big but. It says, make the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. The days are evil. Do you realize that when you like walk the halls of Barbersville Middle School? (laughs) You're like, man, the days are pretty daggone evil, right? Did you know that um, That that um, that teenagers um, among teenagers, the average age when teenagers are first exposed to pornography is 11 years old. Think about that. 11 years old. The days are evil. And we live in the age of Snapchat and Snapchat's great. But, you know, a lot of people use Snapchat for not so great things. Right. And sometimes things are sent to you or your friends are sending stuff back and forth that's not so great, right? The days are evil. It seems like every system of life, whether it's just trying to keep you busy, whether it's trying to get you to do the wrong thing, it's like every system of life is trying to put a wedge between you and God and put space between you and God, right? You run so ragged with your cheerleading and with your with, with your band and with this and with that, you have no time to spend with God. And the only time you have is... You know, you're talking with people and you're watching shows that really have some dark and some like almost depressing themes in them. So that's putting space between you and God. I mean, I think we can all agree, right? The days are evil. So here's the thing. God wants us to be close to him. God wants me to be close to him. But the system that surrounds me is trying to put space between me and God. It's hard to live the Christian life, isn't it? It's hard to do the right thing. Sometimes it means that people kind of like laugh at you or people write you off or people say, I'm not going to talk to her and I'm not going to like associate with her because she thinks she's better than everybody else because she won't go to this party. And hey, I was in eighth grade when I went to my first party that had alcohol. I mean, I didn't like I went there. My dad was dropping me off. Okay, and he's dropping me off and there are cop cars at the house. And my dad's like, what kind of party is this? And obviously, he didn't let me get out of the car because her uh, parents were out of town, left her alone in eighth grade, and they had a big old like you know they had a big old fridge full of beer, and everybody from my Christian school was there. So I remember what it's like for the days to be evil, right? Okay, so we've got to be careful in the way that we live, don't we? Because if we just kind of cruise along life, boom, space is going to come between us and God. Okay, so. Here's where the incline of the slide gets really steep. You ready? So it says, therefore, don't be foolish. The Matt McClay version is don't be stupid. Your parents ever tell you that? Don't. Be, I had a teacher that told me, Matthew, don't be stupid, right? So um, don't be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. That's like a very general statement. And then it gets specific. It says, don't be drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. To debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Okay, now it's interesting that he compares two things, being drunk and being filled with the Spirit. Um, I hope you don't have a first-hand experience with what it's like to be drunk. I hope you don't have a second-hand experience with being drunk, but I would probably venture to say that a lot of you do. Um, Maybe at your house, like, alcohol is a thing, or it was a thing, or people that you know alcohol is a thing, and you've been around someone when they are just totally plastered, and, you know, there's all kinds of different drunks. There's, um, there's crazy drunks. There's mad drunks. There's depressed drunks. But what we know about alcohol and the reason it's illegal to drink and drive is because when you have that alcohol in your system, when you have that alcohol in your system, it rewires your brain to where you're not making the decisions. The alcohol is making the decisions for you. That's why you're not allowed to drink and drive. In our area, we have, we've been hearing a lot about heroin, haven't we? And what the, the, um, the doctors, I guess you could say, are telling us about heroin is that it rewires people's brains to make them dependent and to pretty much take control of their lives. So he's talking about, don't be drunk with wine. But then he says, be filled with the Spirit. So let something that's greater than you have control of you. Now that's kind of, when we think about that, we think of being out of control. Because usually the greater thing, things that are great of greater power than us, they lead us to do bad things, right? People that you know, get drunk a lot, they make really poor decisions. Um, people that use drugs make really poor decisions because it's controlling them. But when the Holy Spirit fills us and we're overcome with a power that's greater than us and that's more holy than us, we start to make right decisions, decisions that we could never even make on our own. We find power that we could never make on our own. The word for filled, this idea of be filled, it comes from a Greek word. You ready to learn a Greek word tonight? Pleroussa. Say it. Pleroussa. Pleroussa. Okay? And this word's been used two other times in the Bible in this this situation. It talks about um, in Luke, when Jesus was preaching in the synagogue, they got so mad at him, it says they were filled with anger. And they took him to a cliff to throw him off the cliff. Okay? Sane people don't throw other people off the cliff. Can we all agree on that? Like they just don't do that, right? So, so they were overcome by an anger that was greater than them. The other time, um, the other time that it's used is in Acts when um, Paul and Barnabas are preaching. And, and it says that the people that were around him, because they had so many people get saved, the the Jewish, believe, the Jewish unbelievers were so... Full of jealousy, it says they became filled with jealousy and wanted to stone Paul and Barnabas. Yeah, Same people don't pick up a rock, right? They don't pick up a glass and say, "I'm mad at Abby. I'm gonna hurl this at Abby, knock her in the head." Right? Same people, like same people, wouldn't say that, right? Sorry, Abby. Welcome to the front row. Um, <laughs> um, same people don't do that. They were their, the jealousy was so powerful it intoxicated them, and it took control of themselves. So this word means be controlled by the Spirit. Be controlled by the Spirit, okay? Now we're, 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 we're almost at the lazy river. Are you all with me? It's about time for you to float on your rafts, have the little drinks with the umbrellas, and enjoy the rest of the lesson, okay? Here's another big thing. We learn about this word plerusta. Say it again so you remember it. Plerusta, okay? This word um, is a verb, and the first thing we learned about this verb is it's imperative, meaning it's not like God doesn't say, if you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, God says, be filled like says like your dad does, or your mom does when they want you to really do something, be filled with the spirit, right? Anybody ever do that to you? Yeah. So this is not something that's optional. Um, this is not something that God said, ah, if you want to, you know, you can be filled with my Holy Spirit. No, he says, this is a command that I give to you. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Another interesting thing about this is that it's... I've demonstrated this before. I don't have anything to throw. I need something to throw. It's passive. Anybody have anything I can throw? Dylan, thank you. Okay. So, so I'm not going to throw a Bible. Um, so, there are two ways to describe this action. Two ways. <laughs> two ways. I could say... Matt threw the jacket. That would be correct. I could also say the jacket was thrown by Matt. The jacket was thrown by Matt is the passive, and it means the action is off the subject. So this isn't saying fill yourself with the Holy Spirit. This is saying. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. You can't fill yourself with the Holy Spirit, but you can put yourself in a position to be filled with the Holy Spirit. The next thing we learn is it's plural. It's plural. It's written to everyone. So being filled with the Holy Spirit isn't just for you, but it's not for you, and it's for you, but it's not for you, and it's for you, and it's not for you. It's plural, which means that you don't have to be a super-duper awesome Christian who has five Caleb bumper stickers on their car. To be filled with the Holy Spirit. It's not just for the super elite Christians. It's for the Christians that have a hard time doing their devos every day. It's for the Christians who struggle with sin. So that's good news for me because I kind of fit into that category sometimes. So, so it's plural. Um, it's plural. There's one other thing. Um, it's continuous. It's written in the continuous present tense, which means this isn't something you do and check off your list. It's not like the ACT. You take it, you pass it, you get a good grade, you check it off your list. This is something that's continued. I mean, for some of you, the ACT is continuous. You know, but this is continue. You know, the struggle is real. I know. The, the, um, this is a continuous thing. You can't just be filled with the Holy Spirit and be good for the rest of your life. This is something that you do every day. Something you do every day. This is something that you have to continually check in your life. Am I filled with the Holy Spirit? Am I full of the Holy Spirit? Am I full of the Holy Spirit? So as your youth pastor, i got a question for you. Don't answer it out loud. I want you to think about it. Are you filled with the Holy Spirit tonight? Um, That may be confusing because you're thinking, okay, I thought I got the Holy Spirit when I was saved. So I want to kind of explain it to you. And here comes the object lesson. So are you ready? I've got two questions for you. And. The first thing, here's how to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I, I, I throw Jeff off a lot. I'm sorry, Jeff, with my slides. This is how to, I've told you, we need to do it. So how are you filled with the Holy Spirit? Well, the first thing you have to do is you have to answer these two questions. You have to answer these two questions, and I want you to, I want you to listen to these two questions. The two big questions. First question is, do I have the Holy Spirit? The second question is, does the Holy Spirit have me? Do I have the Holy Spirit? The next question is, does the Holy Spirit have me? Um, To kind of get rid of the confusion, I want to demonstrate this. Um, So imagine that this milk is your life. It's 2% milk, so it's kind of like me. It's a little chubby, got a little fat in it. Um, Imagine that this milk is your life. Now, can I tell you what happens when you put your faith in Jesus? When you put your faith in Jesus, it says that you receive the full measure of the Holy Spirit. In Corinthians, it says by one spirit, we're baptized into one body. All of us, everybody sitting here who believes in Jesus, has the same amount, the full measure of the Holy Spirit living inside them. It says that we're baptized by the Holy Spirit. It says we're filled. It says we're sealed until Jesus' second coming by the Holy Spirit. So you don't need to get more of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says you have the full measure of the Holy Spirit. So when you're saved, you get the full measure of the Holy Spirit in your life. The chocolate's the Holy Spirit. Because when your life is full of the Holy Spirit, it's very sweet. You got my pun? Excuse me. See? So I want to demonstrate something. Look, you've got all the Holy Spirit you're ever going to get. There's no more to get. It's all in there. It's all in your life. You may say, Matt, I want more of the Holy Spirit on my life. I believe in Jesus. Well, guess what? You ain't getting any more because you already got everything you're going to get. You have 100% full to the top of the Holy Spirit. But let me ask you this. Would you want to drink this chocolate milk? Because it's not really chocolate milk, is it? It's milk with chocolate on the bottom. And just because you have the full measure of the Holy Spirit in your life, does not mean that it's permeated your life and it does not mean that it has control of your life. Be filled with the Spirit. Be stirred with the Spirit. So when you allow yourself, when you allow God to fill you and permeate your life, something incredible happens and your entire life is stirred up by the Spirit and every part of your life, from your family to your relationships to your school, is permeated by the Holy Spirit. So here's, here's, here's the two questions. The first question is, Are you? do you have the Holy Spirit? Has there been a time in your life where you said, okay God, I'm a sinner. I need Jesus in my life. And you confessed your sins to God. You asked Him to save you. If you did that, you have the Holy Spirit in your life. So, You may say, well, Matt, I did that. I'm good. Well, then the next question is, does the Holy Spirit have you? I'm afraid to say that a lot of times as Christians, we live like this. We live like this. And we wonder why we don't have joy in our life. It's because we haven't allowed the Holy Spirit to stir the joy into our life. Anybody want chocolate milk tonight? (laughs) There is like probably like, I don't know, at least 100 grams of sugar in that thing, Avery. Uh, okay? So so the first thing you gotta do, the first thing you gotta do is you gotta answer these two big questions. This is this has been a fun lesson, but um there is a serious application. There's some serious stuff I wanna ask you. Um so I tell you what I'm gonna do real quick. We got five minutes and we're gonna get into tag. Let me I wanna pray before we get into this next section of the lesson, next section of the lesson, because I really I think it's important. So everybody bow your head, close your eyes. Father, I pray um, that you will help us to really search our hearts and ask ourselves if we have your Holy Spirit and if your Holy Spirit has us and has control of us. In Jesus' name, amen. So you got to answer the two big questions. But if you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, if you want to be stirred with the Holy Spirit, the next thing you have to do is you have to annihilate the hindrances in your life that stop the Holy Spirit from having full control of you. Um, the Bible tells us some of those hindrances. I wrote them down so I wouldn't forget. Um, in Acts chapter 7, we learned that stubbornness hinders the Holy Spirit from taking control of our life, saying, uh uh, not believing it, not listening to it. That stops the Holy Spirit from taking control of our life. Um, Desiring things that are contrary to what the Spirit desires, listening to our bodies and listening to what our flesh wants instead of what the Spirit wants, stops the Holy Spirit from filling and stirring our lives. Grieving the Holy Spirit causes a hindrance to Him moving in our lives. Um, You know that when you have the Holy Spirit inside you, you take Him wherever you go. Grieving the Holy Spirit means causing Him pain. Do you realize that when you are alone in your room, And it's just you and your phone and you look up those things, you watch those videos, you intake that pornography, that the Holy Spirit is with you and that grieves him, that causes him pain. You realize that when God says honor your father and your mother and you rip your mom for something, that causes him pain pain. We grieve the Holy Spirit when we sin. And don't expect to be stirred by the Spirit when you're grieving the Spirit. We see that in in Ephesians 4. It says, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Uh, Another thing that we do in 1 Thessalonians, we see that is that we quench the Holy Spirit. Uh, That's refusing to do what he prompts us to do. That means when, you know, When we're talking about baptism and you haven't been baptized and the Holy Spirit is stirring your heart and says you need to take that next step in following and following Jesus, you say, "Uh uh-uh. That means that when there's all these areas, not just even in the church, but in our community, all these people that need Jesus and need his love. And we find out about an opportunity to share his love with Jesus and you say, "Uh uh-uh, that's not for me. And the Holy Spirit is leading you to do that. You're quenching the Holy Spirit. And then we wonder why we don't have the joy. We don't have the peace. We don't have the comfort. We don't have the strength that the Holy Spirit promises to well up in our lives. It's because we're quenching the Spirit. What's your number one hindrance to being filled with the Holy Spirit tonight? need to annihilate it, don't we? So annihilate the hindrances the next one, this may be the hardest, is admit. They're all A words, by the way, if you haven't figured this out. Admit your need. Admit your need for the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not an option. I have a picture of a car here, because you can get a car with all kinds of options. Yeah, you can get it with Bluetooth, um, you can get it with well, power windows used to be an option on cars. I think they're, that's a standard thing now. You can get it with the backup camera. You, know, you, can, you can get a, a Camaro with a Flowmaster mufflers. Like You can accessorize and you can add options. I'm afraid that we treat the Holy Spirit as an option in our life when He's not an option. You can't be a Christian. You can't live the Christian life without the feeling of the Holy Spirit. And we treat Him as an option. The hardest thing for us is admitting that we need help. Admitting that maybe there are some hindrances in our lives. Man, that's tough. And when I asked you, what's the one hindrance in your life that's stopping you from following the Holy Spirit? That's the one you need to admit to God. That's the one you need to ask God for help. The final thing that we need to do um, is we need to ask God to fill us. We need to ask God to fill us with our Holy Spirit. I've got a picture here of a hand holding on to sand. Have you ever gone to the beach and you have a handful of sand... And it's interesting that the tighter you squeeze the sand, the faster it starts flowing out of your hand. You ever do that? I do weird things at the beach, you know, play with the sand, you know, I'm a kid. Um, But the harder you hold, I I can tell you this from personal experience, the harder I hold on to certain parts of my life that I don't want to surrender to God, the faster I feel like I'm losing my life. Um, I grew up in a pastor's house, like my dad was one of the pastors here. And um, like, I'll be honest, I hated it a lot of times. Like, I saw the pain that it caused my mom and my dad, and like, you know, people can be mean, and it's long hours, and I pretty much said, I will never, I will never, ever, 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 ever be a pastor or anything like it. I said that on multiple occasions. I was like, God, you can have this, you can have that, you can have this, you can have that. So I went, I, I tried to find, I, I worked all kinds of different jobs, I went into all kinds of different careers and stuff, and you know what I found out? that the harder I held on to that one area of my life, it felt like the faster it slipped away. Because Jesus wants full surrender. If we want the Holy Spirit to fill our lives, we have to learn to surrender our whole lives to Him. Be filled with the Spirit. It doesn't say be, you know, 75% of the Spirit. 75% full is not full, is it? A glass half empty or half full isn't full. It's not empty and it's not full. It says be filled with the Spirit. So what part of your life if you've been holding on to and you're like, uh-uh, God, you're not gonna have my dating like relationships. Like I'll do anything else, but like he like he's the only guy that would ever go out with me. And even though his name is Snake and he's got five piercings, you know, I'm not gonna break up with him. I hope he asks me out. Because that's it. So God, you can have everything except for my dating relationships. Or God, you can have everything except for my music. You, know, you can have everything except for my career. That's me. I know what I want to do. And God, I'm not open to you working through that. God, you can't have my Saturdays. You can have every day of the week. Saturday is Matt McClay Day. That's a scary day, isn't it? Um, what in your life do you need to surrender to God? Wouldn't it be incredible to have the power of the Holy Spirit in baby step one, the Holy Spirit says the Holy Spirit teaches you about God's word. So maybe the reason that you're reading the Bible and it's not clicking with you is because you haven't surrendered your life to the Holy Spirit. Um, maybe the reason you're praying and it feels like your prayers aren't getting through the ceiling is because you haven't surrendered your, your life to the Holy Spirit. Maybe the reason it feels like devos are a drag instead of a joy is because you haven't surrendered yourself to the Holy Spirit. Um, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to get into tag. I want to pray for you. Um, But I really want you to consider these two questions. So, will you just kind of like bow your heads? And I want you to, you don't talk to the person next to you. Um, They're lame. You don't want to talk to them. Don't talk to the person next to you. Just pretend like you're totally alone in the room. And I want you to ask yourself these two questions. And please, please, please answer truthfully, quietly in your heart. The first question I want you to ask is Do I have the Holy Spirit? Have I put my faith in Jesus? Do I know for sure that I'm saved? Can you really say for sure? Do you really know positively that you put your faith in Jesus and you're a child of God? Do I have the Holy Spirit? Am I saved? I'd love to like pray for you. Um, Not like call you out or embarrass you, but like if you're someone and you're just like, man, I'm not sure I know how to answer that question without anybody like looking. Will you just like put your hand up so I can like pray for you? Just so I can pray for you. Thank you. Um, thank you. I will be praying for you. The next question I want you to think about is Does the Holy Spirit have me? Is my whole life surrendered to God, to the control of the Holy Spirit? Uh, does the Holy Spirit have me? Is there something I'm holding back? Is there something I'm holding on to? Something I haven't surrendered to God? If that's something you're just kind of struggling with, will you raise your hand so I can pray for you? Promise, I won't. I won't snitch on you. Thank you guys for being honest. So we're going to pray, and then we're going to split into tag. Uh, Father, I pray that we will be filled with Your Holy Spirit. God, life is way too hard without without You. God is way too hard without Your life is way too hard without Your control, and I desperately need Your joy in in my life. I desperately need Your comfort in my life, and I pray the same thing for our students here, that you'll give them joy, you'll give them comfort as they fill their lives up with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for listening to the Refuel podcast. If you have any questions or would like to review the notes from this podcast, be sure to download the Refuel app from the App Store on any mobile device.